1: and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joe Lobbock, pastor of Sacred Heart of Jesus Parish in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father.
2: Thank you, Tim, it's good to be here.
1: It's great to, great to have you here. As some of the listeners know, Father Joe is my pastor at Sacred Heart in Wadsworth at my church, so glad to have him here with us. We're gonna continue our discussion from the UCAT Uh, The Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church about what we believe. Every Sunday we say in the Creed, I believe in the forgiveness of sins. Can the Catholic Church and can priests really forgive sins?
2: Well, God forgives our sins. He uses the priest who he has called to that, that sacrament of ordination. But it is Jesus Christ, because he suffered and died, rose from the dead, that our sins are forgiven. We are washed clean in the blood of the lamb that Jesus shed on the cross. The primary way that sins are forgiven is in the sacrament of baptism. Now, we have the tradition, of course, of baptizing infants who obviously have no personal sin. But there are also times when older people are baptized as adults, uh, as teenagers or young adults. And when that happens, All their sins are forgiven. They don't have to remember them, confess them, or anything like that. But just by baptism, all their sins are forgiven. After baptism, if we sin, uh, a serious sin, then we have the sacrament of reconciliation, which people call penance or confession. And this is, again, a sacrament that was given to us by Jesus Christ. In the Gospel of St. John, at the end, where Jesus appears in the upper room, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven. Whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. So he gives his apostles, the first priests of the church, the authority to forgive sins. So in the confessional, When I am administering the sacrament, I'm not saying I forgive your sins, but I absolve you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So it is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, God, who forgives our sins. It's not me. I don't have that authority of or by myself, but only because God gives me that authority. So, Same
1: thing when you say mass and you say the words of consecration. Exactly. You're yes. in the person of Jesus Christ. So even though you're actually uh saying the mass, you're in the person of Christ and it's Christ himself through you. Right. He's working through you as his minister and that's how the bread and the wine yeah. are miraculously changed into the body and right. blood of
2: Christ. A priest is an altar Christus, another Christ. We act, and we do these things in his name.
1: But, Father, you're a sinner like the rest
2: of us, aren't you? Right. Absolutely. So, but that doesn't really have... I'm not, as I said, I'm not forgiving you. It's not me. It is Jesus Christ. It is God who forgives us. Okay. So, we just... And it's, it's, you know, the sacrament of reconciliation going to confession is a very important part of our spiritual life. It should be not something that we avoid. It's not easy to do. We don't like to even think about our sins, let alone say them out loud to somebody else. But again, this is what our Lord gave us. So it, in some ways, it is good for us. We may not see it clearly. We may not like it but it is good for us or else he would not have done it this way so he asks us to confess our sins in the epistle of saint james it says the same thing confess your sins to one another actually is what it says so we do need to confess
1: but i but i don't like it
2: no i don't like it either
1: i'm i'm 58 and i still struggle still. with not only reflecting on my sins, but like you said, actually verbalizing them and saying them to another person, it's not easy it's but not easy. it's what Christ tells us to do. He says to yeah. repent and repent means to to turn away to turn yeah turn away from ourselves and to turn to God right and again it's it's not an easy thing to do, but that's why being disciplined, like the nuns taught us the first Saturday of every month, go to confession, and that way you don't forget. But also you're in that habit of at least once a month, examining your conscience and seeing where you stand with God, where you're falling short and where you can do better. So again, it's, and then the grace of the Holy Spirit in the sacrament, I think a lot of people forget that. We get that grace to help us to sin less and hopefully to avoid mortal sin and even venial
2: sin. And it usually is, you know, like most people are, we fall into the same sins for whatever reason. You know, and people, I people come all the time and say, "I'm just saying the same thing over and over," but you're turning back to God. I don't care how God doesn't care how many times you do it. The fact that you're turning to Him is what's important here, and He will help you, even if if the frequency of a sin is lessened by one time, from month to month or whatever it is that we go, then the grace of the sacrament is at work it is a good thing otherwise God would not do it for us father
1: Wouldn't you say that uh, more cases than not I know for myself when I for some reason when I went to college I, I got away from the church I can't explain why but when I finally realized by the grace of God that I was living a life of mortal sin and I needed to go back to confession go back to church It took me a long time, maybe uh, I'm thinking almost two years, before I actually broke all those bad habits of mortal sin that I had been doing for years. Mm -hmm. But by going to confession, again, that grace allowed me, and, and by the grace of God, that's all I can say, by the grace of God, I realized what I was doing, and I kept going to confession even though I kept committing the same mortal sins over and over again. I didn't think I could help myself, and I was right, but with God's
2: help, I could help myself. Exactly. That's the whole idea. We can't do it by ourselves. As so many people in in our society today believe, for whatever reason, they can do it on their own. They can get to heaven on their own. They don't have to go to church. They don't have to receive the sacraments. They don't need any of that stuff. They'll just figure it out between them and God. Well, it doesn't say that anywhere. In the Bible, Jesus never said those words. Just figure it out for yourself and do what you think is right. God never said that. Jesus never said that. He told us, He gave us a church, He gave us sacraments, and that's what we follow. And that's the way that leads to eternal life. It is Jesus Himself. He is the way, the truth, and the life.
1: Exactly. So the Creed goes on to say, I believe in the resurrection
2: of the dead. What do we mean by this belief? Well, the resurrection is just that Jesus rose from the dead, and so will we. As in John's uh, Gospel, 6th chapter, when he talks about the bread of life, he also says, I will raise you up on the last day. So Jesus promises us resurrection. And to to remember that the body, our human flesh, is not a bad thing. It is a me. Sometimes it is a source of temptation and sin. But that's not the way God created it. And Jesus didn't die on the cross just to redeem our souls. He died to redeem us. And we are, as God created us, body and soul. That's who we are. At death, those two things, body and soul, are separated. And that causes us great pain. And it makes things very difficult for us to understand. But that's the result of original sin. But it will be back together. That's God's plan. Because it's all going to come around to be back to the way that God originally made it. That we will be body and soul, just like Jesus is, just like Mary is. They are in heaven, body and soul. We will, too, because the body is sacred. It's a holy thing. St. John Paul II gave us the theology of the body, that the body is a means of giving praise and glory to God. It's not a bad thing, even though sometimes what we do with it is it could be pretty bad.
1: So that leads to the question, Father, what happens when we die?
2: Well, just like I said, it's the separation of our body from our soul. Our bodies will rot in the ground or we cremate them, whatever people choose to do. But the, um, the idea is that again, the body is something sacred and that's why we have a funeral. That's why we incense the body at a funeral because it is something sacred. It was a temple of the Holy Spirit and one day it will be again no matter what we do with it if we can we can cremate it and scatter the ashes to the four winds god will still raise us up on the last day so we don't do those things that's why you know cremation is is okay but it should be done after the funeral not before it should be done after if it needs to be done at all and the reason that the church allows it is pretty much economics if people can't afford, they can't afford the whole burial thing mm-hmm. to a, 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 a vault and a coffin and a lot, all that stuff, then cremation is it. But just to cremate just because I want to do it because it's convenient is not a sufficient reason because the body should be treated with great respect and should be there for the funeral mass. Okay.
1: Question one fifty-eight of the UK, or one fifty-five of the UCAT asks: Will Christ help us at our
2: death? Yes, He will, as long as we turn to Him. No matter what happens, <clears throat> if we turn to God, He will help us. If we turn to Christ, He will help us. He knows what that moment is like. He died. You know that He had that separation of body and soul, just like we do. We will. So He knows what that's like, and. We, we trust in God. We turn to him. We don't have to be afraid of death. Not really. We don't have to be afraid. Because in death, we meet God. You know, God, death is not the end of life. It's a beginning. It's a doorway in, through which we pass into eternal life. And based on what we did here, how we lived, and our faith in God, your faith has saved you. That's what Jesus told us many a time. So have faith and live that faith, and we don't have anything to worry about.
1: I think our death is going to be the most beautiful moment of our life.
2: It can be, or else it can if, be the if most in, terrifying Right, moment.
1: if we're in a state of grace, it can be. If we're oh, not in a uh, state of grace,
2: then we might have some difficulties.
1: We're going to live forever, but not necessarily in heaven. You've been listening to Father Joe Lobbock as we talk about the youth catechism of the Catholic Church and what we believe as Catholics. We have hundreds of past Faith with Father shows archived, and we're now podcasting all of the new shows. You can subscribe right on our website, livingbreadradio.com. Go to the Programming tab and click on Faith with Father. This has been Tim Perry, your host, reminding you, if you haven't been to Confession in a while, this Saturday would be a great time to go, and this Sunday would be a great time to go to Mass as well, if you haven't been for a while. Remember that God loves you more than you can even imagine. Bye for now.